Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right, back here at the Circus Sportsbook. Matt Eumann, Scott Spritzer, hour number three of Sunday Bet Prep, our NFL preview show. And, Scott, we are joined by our good friend Scott Kellen tonight, who's a frequent guest on this show and is going to be a co-host uh, with you here in a few weeks when mm-hmm. I have to take a second bye week in late October. But, Scott Kellen, welcome back. And uh, let's uh, break down the week six card. How has the NFL season been for you up to this point? Uh, you know, it's been pretty average, Matt. I think I'm actually just slightly below 500. Uh, pretty confident we'll do okay as the year goes on, but uh, a little bit worse than I would uh, prefer through first five weeks. Have you had a high volume of plays or not? Yeah, yeah, high volume, probably like 40 plays or so. So, And I think, you know, we'll probably end up around 120 to 150 plays. So, you know, with, with high volume, um, there's a chance to still have a very good year. So, the goal between 55 and 60%, and I still feel pretty confident that we'll get there, you know, by the end of the year. Uh, Scott Spritzer, we were talking about our pro tip the last hour. Bankroll management is equally as important as picking winners. Do you agree with that? And uh, sure. how have you approached that, or how do you, how would you advise, uh, I guess, new betters to, to handle their bankroll? I sound like the old man all of a sudden because I keep going back to the days of yore with these stories on tonight's uh, show. But uh, I, again, I go back to the days of national sports when I was, you know, in my early 20s and had just started really betting. And I ran down to the Stardust Casino because, man, I was sure in this college basketball game that the line was way off. Wrong team favored. You know, the old mistake that you make uh-huh. when you're young and getting into it. And 
I had been pretty good as far as discipline was concerned at a young age and not betting more than you could afford to lose. And I plunked my money down. Those opening lines came out. They're announcing the changes on, I can't wait to get to the window. And uh, I go up there and I ended up losing, uh, let's say, a four-point favorite by about 25 points or whatever it was, or a four-point dog. Never had a chance. So you learn real fast there that you keep your, obviously, your betting bankroll away from the money uh, that you use to pay your bills and, and pay for your kids' tuition and all that kind of stuff. But for me, it's kind of a percentage thing. There's a certain percentage where I cap it off when it comes to how much I'm going to play out of my entire bankroll on any given day. Mm -hmm. And there's a percentage I won't go over. And if you have a bad day and you play up to a certain percentage and that's it, you're not going to kill yourself with that particular day of bad losses or unlucky losses. Maybe you have a, a one in seven game uh, day. Scott Keller mentioned something interesting because I know a lot of people like to be minimalist when it comes to betting, but I, I think, you know, he does the right thing. I mean, in that, you know, you have a, a, a big number of plays. You can bounce back a little bit quicker. I know what the general thought is going to be. Yeah, well, you can also lose a lot more money a lot faster. Uh, but if you're playing college basketball, for instance, you know, you can have your 20, 25 plays on a Saturday. And I recommend doing that. You just make sure to stay within the uh, percentages of your bankroll uh, that you decide is what you can afford to lose on any given day. And, and so I agree with Scott, you know, a little bit more. A little bit more action as far as games are concerned, the amount of games that a lot of people uh, tend to do. Yeah, I think, Scott, your volume's up a little bit this year over the last couple of years too, right? Yeah, yeah. I ran a model last year, you know, Matt, and uh, or kind of used a new model. I think we talked about it last time I was on, just using player ratings, and it, it's created more volume. Uh, and I know you've gotten a lot of the stuff that I've done. And, you know, when college basketball tournament time comes around, I do totals, and I get a lot of volume there too. And, it's really kind of diversification. So as long as you've got a model that's spitting out something that is a long-term winner, I think the volume is good. You know, you always hear people say, oh, I'd like to play three games a day or, you know, or something. I don't think that matters. If you have a model that's spitting out winners and that model is solid, then I think the volume is good. It provides diversification and, uh, you know, gives you a chance to win, obviously, more units, again, if that model is winning long-term. The worst thing you can do is have like 15 plays, like Scott Kellen saying. It doesn't really matter if you play three or 15 or whatever, but if you got 15 plays on a college basketball Saturday, you're looking at the games on Friday night, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're like, boy, but I don't want to play more than seven. You start cutting games out that are just as good Worse. as the end. Yeah, and you end up really costing yourself. So I, I think, Scott, adding that point to it is it doesn't really matter maybe how many games you play as long as the model is posting winners, and you don't want to cherry pick, man. If you like games, you got to have a bankroll to be able to play those games. I, you know, we've all been there when we were young. You know, you start cherry picking and you leave off five and one and you go with one and five. You know, that's happened when you're when you're a young guy and you learn from it. I hate to leave out winners. You know, it's funny because sometimes in college basketball, I might have uh, overnight when I look at the numbers, I might have written down 15 plays I like. Right. And if you end up having a bad day, you'll have the so-called experts tell you, you're playing too many games, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But hey, uh, some weeks you play 15 games, you'll go uh, 12 and 3. Are you Absolutely. playing too many games then? Right. Uh, the thing is, if you have confidence in your handicapping and what you're doing, there's nothing wrong with playing a lot of games. A professional sports better who's in our Friday night contest, uh, Aaron Renning, he plays a high sure. volume of games. Yep. He's got a lot of confidence in what he's doing. And if, and if you do, uh, you're going to end up winning more. All right, Scott Kellen, with that said, is going to tell you to take every dollar you have, bet half of it on the Packers and the other half on the Bengals this weekend. I'm just kidding. All right, so, Scott. All your, both bankrolls, what you use for your mortgage and what you use for your betting. That's a joke, of course. Uh, Scott, let's move on to handicapping the games here, and you got a double play on the Jets-Packers game. Right now the Pack, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. I know you laid seven on this. Uh, that number was out there all week, and you also played under the total. 
Yep, I, uh, exactly, Matt. I make the number about 9.8 points, so just under 10 points. That could come down a little bit if Rashawn Gary doesn't play. Obviously, he's a pretty key uh, factor for them on the defensive line, but um, nonetheless, there's still going to be value on the Packers here. And it, you know, the Jets have had a nice year, and I think most important for the Jets, they're just winning games now that they have, would not have won in the past, which is great. But let's face it, they, they beat Jacoby Brissett, uh, Kenny Pickett slash Mitchell Trubisky, Skylar Thompson. When they played two good quarterbacks, uh, Lamar Jackson and then also Joe Burrow, they lost by 15 points uh, in, in both those games. I don't think Zach Wilson quarterback either of those games, but still, as a whole, the Jets lost those games. So um, they played well this year, but they're, when I look at their yards per pass compared to the, the opponents that they've faced, they're minus one yards per pass versus their competition. They're minus a half a yard in their yards per rush versus the competition that they've faced. Again, back against the good teams they played, Baltimore and Cincinnati, they've scored 9 and 12 points. So it's not like they're lighting the scoreboard up here against the better teams. Backers scored 27 at home against New England, 27 against Chicago. Uh, Green Bay's had some problems, obviously, but they do qualify in a very good bounce-back situation after having lost uh, a, as a large favorite last week. That's 102 wins, 42 losses, and six pushes. So they're a very good situation. There's value, I think, on Green Bay with the line. And I make the number about 42 and a half here. And, again, it kind of goes back to where I don't think the Jets will score a lot of points against this defense. Uh, you know, Green Bay's defense is, you know, in some people's minds and, and probably rightly so, underachieved this year. But they're still okay. And I think they're going to try to run the ball a lot here. There's a lot of criticism, you know, that they didn't run the ball at the end of the game last week. I think they will try to come out and pound the ball a little bit, control the clock. Um, and obviously, again, I don't know that the Jets will be able to score a ton of points on the road here. So I like the under, and I like the Packers laying the seven. If you don't want to lay the seven and a half, and you can use Packers in a teaser as well, I think that's a viable play as well. Scott Kellen, find him at Six Cents NFL. And uh, Scott, you do score uh, projections on all the detailed write-ups you do on each game. What's your score projection for this game if you like the under? Uh, this one is, I'm just looking it up here, Matt. I will find it for you. It is, uh, uh, 11 to 10. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, 20, 26 to 16. (laughs) What was it, Scott? 26 to 16. Okay. He's a smart ass, ain't he? (laughs) You know, you were, you were talking about running a little bit there and you got the Bengals at the saints and talking about running Taysom Hill goes nuts last week. Uh, and again, I was joking with Matt earlier tonight when I said, you know, well, of course he ran well. See, I don't expect him to pass. That's what he does, right? <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm joking because, I mean, my <laughs> gosh, you know what the guy's going to do. And then he goes off for 100-plus yards. He goes off for three touchdowns. But that was against a Seattle run defense that is terrible, allowing over a buck seventy on the ground per game since he's allowed one rushing touchdown this season. And they hold opponents to under 100 yards uh, rushing per contest. So this is going to be all about the Saints' passing game New Orleans fans don't want to hear against this Cincy defense. Do you think they can get it done this week? Or are you ready to back Cincinnati and Joe Burrow? I did back Cincinnati, laid the two and a half. Um, and I, you know, I've got them favored by six. Now that could come down a little bit if T Higgins and Hayden Hurst don't play. I think Hurst will go. He's had the same issue for multiple weeks here and played. Higgins could be a little bit more questionable and, you know, I'd like to see him play, but uh, obviously the saints are down a couple guys here. Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, uh, Lattimore in the secondary. I think they're going to get Marcus May back, so that does help. Uh, and I don't know what's going to happen with Olave. He's got the concussion. They obviously don't control his fate, you know, when it's a concussion. 
I think he's probably going to go, but if he doesn't, that, that hurts them as well. I, you know, to your point, Scott, I, I think Cincinnati's defense is quietly having a really good year. They allowed 23 in that first week to Pittsburgh, but there were seven points scored on a pick six, a couple other drives that started after turnovers and whatnot in Cincinnati territory. Since then, they allowed 20, 12, 15, and 19 points. I just I don't see the Saints scoring a lot of points here. Saints, you know, the one thing that scares me a little bit, the Saints are, you know, maybe an average to maybe slightly above average stadium in terms of when you look at how they've done versus the competition they face. What's killed them this year is a minus eight in net turnovers. Uh, and, and I think a lot of those have been fumbles, which are pretty random. Uh, but nonetheless, I think, you know, with the lack of wide receivers and a little bit of uh, uh, injury uh, concerns in the secondary, I think that's where Cincinnati can take advantage. And we talk about Cincinnati's offensive line not doing well. They've given up 19 sacks. But 13 of those came in the first week against Pittsburgh when T.J. Watt was playing, and, of course, the next week against Dallas. They've allowed six sacks over the last three weeks uh, against teams that were below average in, in applying pressure. And the Saints, even though they, they seem to always have a good defensive line this year, they have not applied a lot of pressure. So if Burrow can have time, I think they can score. Uh, and I think the Cincinnati defense is a little bit underrated as well. I'll lay the two and a half. Again, follow him on Twitter at Sixth Sense NFL. Scott Kellen, great job, and uh, good luck this weekend, man. Thanks. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you. He's an NFL handicapping specialist, uh, Scott Spritzer. Scott Kellen focuses all his handicapping efforts on the NFL. All right, let's take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk more about the Bucks and the Steelers. This is one of Scott Spritzer's contest <laughs> plays. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Your next win is brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in 13 contests and compete for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. 21 and older, only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Again, DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite. Matt Eumanns and Scott Sprites are back here on the NFL Preview Show as we continue to look at Week 6. And uh, one of Scott's best bets in a game I like too, Bucks at Steelers, and we're both on the Steelers' side. Yeah. This is an ugly home dog, Scott, especially because the Steelers off a 38-3 loss at Buffalo, and they've got their top three cornerbacks and uh, star safety out with injuries on Sunday against Tom Brady in this Bucks passing attack. I, uh, I, you took Pittsburgh yeah, uh, plus eight in the contest. It's a nine and a half at a lot of spots. DraftKings has moved to double digits on this game. Uh, they're not messing around. They're not going to wait for Sunday morning. They've moved it to bucks minus 10. I think I think they're going to be more bo- books to go to 10 uh, by Sunday. Trying to avoid all those Tampa Bay tickets, I guess, by pumping that number out there after it came up on Friday with all the injuries that are going to be part of that secondary for Pittsburgh. But you know, one of the things I like are teams in the NFL that are big dogs, you know, seven or more, uh, that are coming off a loss where they scored a field goal, where they scored less than seven points mm-hmm. in that game, and that's what we get here out of Pittsburgh. And you know, it's not like Pittsburgh can get a lot worse of the secondary. Okay, we're saying guys are banged up, but it's not like the guys who are healthy were playing that well before they got banged up. So I don't know if there's that big of a drop-off, but – uh, having said that, I, I do I go back to the fact that you know Pitt is seven points away, as I mentioned earlier in the show, from three and two instead of one and four. And if you want to throw in 58 and a half, 59 minutes of the Cleveland game, you'd say they're 13 points away from four and one, 12 point loss to Cleveland. They get those final points in the final minute and a half or so. Cleveland was a six point game with about two minutes to go. Um, so listen, they're that close to being a four and one team. I know I'm reaching a little bit on this handicap of this game, but it is true. Uh, Tampa Bay has been one-dimensional. They they haven't been running the football. I don't know if they've been trying to run the football that much. They like to pass the football around, especially when the receivers start getting healthy as they are uh, for this particular game late in the week. And 
there's just some good spots, Matt. You know that on these teams in the NFL mm-hmm. when they are become undervalued because guess what they looked like last week? They looked like garbage. Or there's teams that have great weeks, and all of a sudden everybody wants to jump on that team as being a great team. And, you know, the old saying about you're never as bad as you looked in your previous game or never as good as you looked, and I think that's going to be the case here for Pittsburgh. And Mike Tomlin knows all the angles. He knows exactly what he's got to do to get this team ready. He's known since before Friday, obviously. He knew four or five days ago probably who was going to play, who was not going to play for this team. So I didn't get the best of the number, that's for sure. I only got eight in the contest, and they're now nine and a half. And as you said, a couple of books have them at ten. But uh, we'll ride that contest with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you talked to a lot of bookmakers who say uh, the betting public, they like to bet what they saw last. Exactly. And uh, I think recent bias and handicapping is the worst way you can handicap the NFL. In fact, Scott, when I talk about recent bias and my handicapping in the NFL, I'm doing the opposite. If I see a team look like garbage this week, I'm looking to bet that team Absolutely, next week. except for Chicago and Washington. <laughs> <laughs> the Commodores and the Bears are the exceptions <laughs> to that rule. But if, uh, and if you see a team look great uh, on Sunday, I'll be looking to bet against that team right. the next week. I mean, that's my first thought. I'm not necessarily going to do that automatically, yeah. but that's the first thought I have when I saw the Steelers getting blown out in Buffalo and embarrassed. I said, well, the Steelers... I'm probably going to be in a good spot next week against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I do that in the NFL. Not so much, obviously, in college football, but in the NFL, it's I see a team playing way away from their norm, you know, badly. Mm-hmm. I'll look to uh, jump on them. And I'll, it doesn't mean, like you said, it doesn't mean it's an automatic play, but it's like the games you start with and you're handicapping for the next week's card. Uh, so that's kind of what we did with Pittsburgh. And again, one of the things, I think we talked about it on our original preview show we did several weeks ago, uh, the, the night before the NFL season kicked off. And I had talked about learning to make lines in advance. And I, I look at my, I make my advance lines before the actual official advance lines come right. out. So, you know, like for, what is this, week six? Yeah, so mm-hmm. my week eight lines, I'm going to be working on tomorrow, tomorrow night. You know, and it keeps you from overreacting to one performance. You're taking the, mainly the whole season into account rather than just one or two games. Or at least when you get deeper into the season, you're taking three or four weeks into account rather than one game. And and that's why I come up with Pittsburgh. You know, two weeks ago, I made this number six. Right. So at eight, that's a pretty big difference for me, six sure. to eight. And mm-hmm. uh, especially with seven being the key number there. And, and I jumped on Pittsburgh in the contest. That was the, kind of the final nail in the coffin for, for using them. Hopefully not final nail in the coffin for our contest uh, chance at uh, the six-week prize. But uh, anyway, that's what we did, Matt. And I know you want to talk about the Pats and Browns also. And, you know, Browns laying two and a half for the most part. That total sitting at 43. I don't know about you, man, but I thought it was interesting that Bill Belichick hasn't said who is going to be his quarterback down the road. Mm-hmm. And I've heard some people talking about that this week, about Zappi playing quarterback, and Belichick's one of those guys he wants to get like a few games and get a real good gauge of this guy. And and Jones might be able to play, but it looks like he's going with Zappi on Sunday again. And I'm okay with that. Actually, uh, I, I prefer Bailey Zappi, and the way he's played has impressed me. And I thought he was capable of that. If you watched him at Western Kentucky, when he was drafted in the fourth round by the Patriots, I said, man, that's a good that's a good pick right there. That's a really good developmental quarterback. It can be your backup to Mac Jones. But when he stepped in in that game in Green Bay and I had the Patriots in the points against the Packers, I was fired up about that right. because Brian Hoyer's a stiff. Okay, He gets knocked out. I thought the Patriots had a better chance with Zappi yeah. that day. And then the next week, I used the Patriots as my best bet. Mike Palm and I are playing along in the Circuit Friday Football Invitational and I used the Patriots as my best bet last week. Zappi had a full week of reps in practice. Uh, they were going to tailor the game plan to what he could do best. And this New England defense is still pretty good. They oh, yeah. shut out the Lions uh, 29 nothing and delivered on that. 
I kind of like the Patriots in this spot, but I got to get the full three. I passed on it because it's two and a half. I'm not crazy about it. The Browns in this spot, I think, are going to be able to run the ball with a lot of success. I didn't think the Lions were going to be able to throw the ball with the type of success they had had early in the season. But the Browns here, I think, can run it. 192 yards per game, and uh, Nick Chubb is going to have, I think, some success against this uh, Patriots defense. But I do like Zappi, and I think the Patriots are a play on right now. I've kind of changed my perception of uh, where the Patriots are since Mac Jones went down with that injury and the loss to the Ravens. Um, I think a lot of people kind of wrote him off. Well, this is not Bill Belichick's year. Uh, but I kind of like where this team is right now. If he comes back, I mean, I think he's going to get his chance to play. I don't think Belichick's going to bench no, him no, he's not, uh, or anything he's like that. He's the quarterback of the future. So. Yeah, and I think the reason he hasn't, when he was asked earlier this week, I saw one interview, they kind of asked Belichick, and besides his grumpy little grunts and all that kind of stuff, you know, he kind of talked about it a little bit in, in a glowing <laughs> manner about Zappi, and he really didn't answer the question about his, you know, official thoughts, so to speak, about uh, about Mac Jones. But I think it's because he knows Jones is secure and who he is and where he's at, and he is the future of the New England offense. I think the thing that scared me off the two things, and you already hit on them, one, this is one of those games where when I'm looking at the dog, I need the full three because I do think that Cleveland is going to be able to run the football quite Mm -hmm. effectively against the New England defense that has given up a lot of yardage on the ground. Last week you had such an obvious coaching mismatch, Dan Campbell against Bill Belichick. Yeah. And Did I didn't you, play it. You didn't play the Patriots no, undercard? I didn't play it. I'm surprised. Uh, you know, was, I was uh, leaving uh, the circle last week, I think on the, after the Friday show, and I was listening to NFL Network uh, Radio. Okay. And uh, there were two guys debating the game. They both agreed that they loved the Lions against the, the Patriots. I'm like, yeah, that uh, makes me feel even better about the Patriots. Absolutely. I, I, and, if, by the way, if you look at the Lions, they're putting up really good offensive yeah. numbers. They had the worst defense in the league going into that game. And uh, Patriots were able to move the ball, and their defense controlled that one. Belichick against a young coach who's not finding success. I mean, that's just, you know, at a young – oh, and Jared Goff at quarterback. Yeah, I I can't believe I let that one slip away. Sometimes it happens. Belichick off a tough loss at Green Bay. That too. I thought it was a really good situational spot, plus a big coaching uh, mismatch. Uh, By the way, when I look at the Circa Millions uh, selection counts this week for week six – the Buccaneers want one of the most popular plays on the board. 1,169 players on the Bucks, only 465 on the Steelers. Go Pittsburgh. Kind of like that. As far as the Browns-Patriots <laughs> game, it's pretty even. The Browns, uh, actually the Patriots have more picks here. 833, the Browns 710. Uh, yeah, I was going to use the Patriots if it was three, but we knew that, you know, the way these contest lines are set, you rarely get the three. Yep. You know, you're going to have to take two and a half a lot of times if you uh, like the dog. By the way, Cleveland, you know how close they are to 5-0? and I mean, you got to feel for this team. They are so close to being 5-0 and right now with that record if you look at how they've lost a couple of these games. So it's not a bad football team, and if they can stick to the run, get Chubb out there, getting him as effective mm-hmm. four yards per pop, then you can start setting up some play action, take some shots downfield, and, and maybe you get the win here against New England. Well, you know, you can say that about a lot of teams in the NFL, too. They're this close to – and the Broncos. True. The Broncos true. are this because they're 2-3, and three, this close to being 4-1 and one or something that, like that. That's absolutely true. Have we talked about Russell Wilson yet tonight? <laughs> Who's he? <laughs> hey, we're going to get to uh, my best bets to uh, close out the show. But next, Jets-Packers. And the Packers just happened to be on the card of uh, – was Will, did Will Hill play the Packers? He did not. He played the Scott Jets. Scott Kellen out of He played yeah. the Jets. Scott Kellen, Scott Spritzer. And me, we're all on the Packers. We're going to talk more about the Jets-Packers. 
after Aaron Rodgers and the Pack blew the game in London last Sunday morning. And, man, that was a big blow and a terrible way to start the day for the betting public. Uh, back here in a couple minutes, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. JBT does a great job on the NBA betting guide. It's out now. Get it. The VEASAN Pro Basketball Betting Guide has previews on all 30 teams. Betting advice, predictions for conference winners and win totals, and a lot more. Give yourself an edge this season. Get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VSIM Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99. Get access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. That's a great deal. Sign up today at vsim.com slash subscribe. The Clippers on the cover of the guide, Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George. That's also JVT's new favorite team. <laughs> That's all they got to the cover, huh? That <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> He's, uh, favorite pretty... team from a betting angle or a fan angle? I think both, but okay. he's uh, he's predicting the Clippers to win their title. They've never been to the NBA Finals. You know that. It's amazing, yep. Yeah. NBA season right around the corner. Are you fired up for that? I, I get into it, yeah, I do. You usually it takes me a couple of days. Basis? I do. Okay. I, um, I really don't play the first couple of days, and I like to let each team get a couple of games under their belt. But I can't believe that the San Diego slash L.A. Clippers never made it to an NBA Finals with, with Benoit Benjamin. Starting at center yeah. all those years ago. I'm kidding. But, hard uh, to believe. Hard to believe, right? <laughs> yeah, I saw him at a, at a Creighton Blue Jays game growing up in Omaha, and Willis Reed was the coach, and Benoit Benjamin. They were like 20-4 and four at the time. They're, they beat the heck out of it. Remember Tim Kempton in Notre Dame? Sure. Beat the crap out of Notre mm-hmm. Dame one night in Omaha, and, and Benoit made like, Tim Kempton look like, like he had no business tying his shoelaces and being on the same floor. Yeah. They ended up losing like eight straight games to close the season. Wheels fell off. And Willis Reed's a great guy. He'd talk to you after the games to the young guys out, outside the, the arena, so we'd always talk to him. And, and uh, they had problems with some of the players. They lost eight in a row to go from like 20-4 and four and 12th in the nation to 20-12 and 12 and playing in no tournaments. And I'll never forget the final game. They lost to Drake by 40 points. Wow. And Benoit was in one of his weird moods. And he, they, he's benched after a timeout, Matt. And people, stay with me. We're going to talk more football. I'm just back in this, like, remember when days <laughs> for some time reason with today. Scott. Yeah. And so I'm sitting right behind the Creighton bench. Willis Reed yells at him, get up to check in. As the play is going on, he gets up and he runs on the court oh, while they're playing, while you the game's going on, and he gets a technical foul. But it was the wheels fell off. And I, I know nobody cares right now, but I do. So <laughs> I thought you were going to say you got up and checked into the game. I, I, would have got the same result. <laughs> you know, it's hard to believe, too, that the Packers have only won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. You know, it is. And it's, uh, yeah. and is he going to get back? Uh, Jets, Packers, we're going to preview that game next. And that's on the card this week for Scott, Kellen, Scott Spritzer, and myself. It's a bounce back spot, but it's got to be, you got to have more to your handicapping than that. Okay. So you have more substance to your handicapping than, hey, Aaron Rodgers, every time he loses, he loses, he comes back and wins the next game. So in the Matt LaFleur era, off a loss, the Packers in the next game, 10-0 straight up in ATS. Uh, that's great, but why? you got to look into why is that. I always think Aaron Rodgers is the best bounce-back quarterback in the NFL. When you watch him, Scott, uh, he's, he's calm, he's poised. When he throws a pick, like he did against the Patriots, he threw the pick six. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was kind of laughing because I, I bet the Patriots in that game, I said, I would bet 
a big amount of money here on Aaron Rodgers responding by driving the Packers <laughs> down and scoring on the next drive, which he did. Sure. You know, and that's what he does. He he's a really good bounce back quarterback. Uh, but when you look at this, what are the other reasons for backing the Pack in this spot against the Jets? And this number, uh, there's some there's a lot of uh, support for the Packers in the market, and it's not the all just the betting public. There's sharp money on the Packers here. Move this number from seven to seven and a half. Yeah, I actually made this number eight and a half. Okay. My advanced number, so that's part of it there. But you know, and again, I look at what the Jets did in that forty to seventeen win, and they could have lost that game again. I mean, you're five or six minutes into the fourth quarter, you're leading by two, and so I think that has something to do with it also because my power ratings aren't going to adjust much. First of all, in the NFL, especially when you're talking like forty, uh, you know, to seventeen, it's not going to jump two points on my power right. rating, even if it's a sound you know, smashing of another team. And then when I see it's 1917 and there's eight minutes, nine minutes to go in the game and it ends up 40 to 17, my power rate on the, on the jets in from that game didn't move at all. It stays exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot with a lot of people who maybe haven't been doing this for a while, or, or maybe they're just starting to get into it. It's a good lesson to, to keep that in mind is that you, again, you don't want to overreact. So my, my numbers on the jets, basically stayed the same from before the game when they won 40 to 17 to after the game because of the way it took place. My Green Bay numbers didn't drop at all from the loss mm-hmm. in their game because they gave it away. I mean, they were up 17 points at one at one point of the game and end up with a straight-up loss. Just a, a clunker of a, of a finish for Green Bay in the second half. And, and again, it's Aaron Rodgers. You got a guy who's going to keep it together. You're never going to lose thoughts that this guy's not a capable leader, even if you're a young guy in the locker room. You know, that Rodgers is going to get you back on track, so trust in him. But again, at seven, I had a jump in it, a jump on it on the uh, in the contest in both contests because it was only seven and it was a point and a half off my advanced number. And and I, those are the reasons. I mean, I got to tell you, those are the reasons. I think the Jets and Zach Wilson slightly overvalued going into this game. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think the Jets are in for a little bit of a reality check. I thought they were uh, fortunate to overcome that ten point deficit against Pittsburgh in the sure. fourth quarter a couple weeks ago. Uh, also, that 21-0 advantage in the fourth quarter against the Dolphins right. last week kind of inflates uh, their perception in, in the betting market a little bit. And uh, I think I do think the Packers are going to be a lot more balanced in their offense this week. They've gotten away from the run a little yeah. bit too much with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Uh, I, I think the Packers are going to be able to run the ball right at the Jets, and uh, that'll make Aaron Rodgers more effective in this game. I, I thought the play calling in the second half against the Giants was, was poor. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing about Aaron uh, Rodgers is, you know, it's like having the coach on the field. Not every team has that right. with a starting quarterback in the NFL, and he's going to recognize right away as soon as the game was over what they didn't do that they should have done, and they're going to clean it up and practice during the week and get ready to, you know, make it happen on the field. So you, I just trust that he's going to be able to bounce back. Listen, if you're if you're betting him blindly, you're 12-3 and three against the spread the last 15 times that he's come off a loss. And as I mentioned earlier on the show, it's four in a row going back to last year as far as coming off a regular season loss and being able to get back on track. And they're not, it's not like they're pussyfooting their way to wins. They won those games by an average of 15 points per mm-hmm. contest. Right. Okay, let's move on to uh, another game, Ravens and Giants, the other New York team uh, off the win in London. The Giants overcame that deficit and uh, beat the Packers. Brian Dable doing a great job, one of the leading candidates for Coach of the Year. It's uh, way too soon to be uh, crowning guys uh, for awards, but Brian Dable's doing a great job. Four and one Giants. Uh, the Ravens, off that Sunday night win against the Bengals where they almost blew a double-digit yep. lead, Scott, and uh, they get a winning field goal from Justin Tucker. Can the Giants' defense contain Lamar Jackson in this game? I, I tend to doubt it. 
I don't right think now, you can. Yeah. Sorry, right now Ravens five and a half point road favorites. You're seeing a couple sixes pop up out there. Yeah, I, I didn't interrupt you. I'm sorry about that. But I, I don't think they, they are going to be able to contain Lamar Jackson. And I know you got the, the Wink Martindale factor in there as far as defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. But I think it was Will Hill tonight who said, yeah, well, Lamar knows what Wink Martindale is going to do a lot of times too. And and I don't know if Lamar Jackson gets enough credit for his football IQ. He can figure things out as quick as anybody in the league. And we've seen him do it for a couple of years. But Dable's done a nice job, uh, the G-men. But so far, their metrics say they're due for a couple of losses real soon. I uh, love what Saquon Barkley's done this year. You you placed a bet on him at a real nice, uh, I forget what the odds 200 were. 200-1. 200-1 to one a few weeks ago and talked yeah. about it on the show, and he, uh, he certainly has played well. But I, I, I got to back the Ravens here at five and a half. I didn't bet it. I might come in on it before I before the games kick off in the morning because I don't think that they're going to be able to contain uh, the Baltimore running game led by Lamar on Sunday. I think that's going to be the difference maker in this one. Uh, did you play any totals on this week's card? Gosh, Matt, I, I rarely play totals, so it's not unlikely for me to go through a, an entire Sunday of not having any totals on my card. I'm just, <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, it's funny. I remember doing a, a show many years ago on radio with Jimmy Vaccaro, and I asked him about a total, and he's like, I, I don't even want to hear about totals as far as from a betting perspective, and I'm kind of in that same boat. I just, I rare, I bet you I play eight to ten totals an entire NFL season. Yeah, I was, uh, I, I do a pro football podcast with Danny Burke here, VSIN, every Wednesday afternoon, and we preview primarily the Thursday night game. And then we break down some of the best bets for the weekend. But, you know, when you preview a Thursday night game, we talk about the side, the total props. And uh, I said, how can you, how can you not bet the under in the Commanders Bears game? Yeah. You know, when you got two inept offenses like that, two of the worst offenses in the NFL, I was surprised to see that total of 40. Right. You know, how do you not put up a total in the 30s on that one? In a game like this, Scott, we're talking about the Ravens and Giants, I kind of feel like the uh, the Ravens are going to top 30 in this game. Uh, their offense bogged down a little bit after they took the uh, lead against the Bengals a week ago. Sure. I think the Giants coming back from London, uh, their defense is going to be a little bit worn down in this game. And Lamar Jackson's just such a tough guy to stop that – I love to play dogs. I did not really give serious consideration to the Giants here because I think they're going to have a tough time containing Jackson. I completely agree. And yeah. if I played a total, I would have to be looking at the over. Because That's what I, I was thinking yeah. with this game, too. Exactly. If anything, I would play the over. Yep. Yeah. With you on it. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to wrap up the show with uh, the best bets that I have, the contest plays I used in the Westgate and Circa. And uh, thanks to uh, the great guests we've had on tonight's show. Vinny Maiulo, the Hall of Famer, uh, joined us from the South Point. Will Hill and uh, Scott Kellen, all part of uh, tonight's show. We'll take a quick break, come back here in a couple minutes to uh, wrap things up on Sunday Bet Prep. This is v the Sports Betting Network. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. 
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, the temperatures are cooling off. Fall sports are heating up, though, on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to book for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers. New bettors will receive up to $500 in free bets when you make a first time deposit using code SPORTS. Go to betrivers.com or download the app today. Betrivers.com. $500 in free bets, and the promo code is SPORTS. Scott, uh, we gotta we gotta mention here the VSIN's proud to welcome a new radio partner. 971 the Freak is KEGL FM in Dallas, Texas. Welcome aboard 971 the Freak, the latest radio affiliate of VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Gotta love it, the Freak in Dallas. Okay. One of my favorite cities, man. One of my favorites. The big D. Uh-huh. That's one of your favorites? Love Dallas. Love Dallas. Love heading a little bit uh, away from Dallas to Austin, too. Done that quite a few times. <laughs> Got to keep Austin weird, you know. <laughs> That's true. 
By the way, Utah just went oh for a two-point conversion and got it and wow. leads USC 43-42 to with 48 seconds to go. If they only knew the cringes and everything else we're doing during the commercial breaks with all these games in front of us, <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, uh, we have a Friday night show that's popular here at VSIN. If you're listening on The Freak in Dallas, you don't want to miss this. It's 9 to midnight Pacific. It's the Circa Friday Football Invitational. We have 16 handicappers competing all season long, and they give out their five top plays each week, college and NFL sides and totals, and they include in that five plays, in those five plays, one best bet. Let's take a look at the best bets presented by Brooklyn's Best Pizza and Pasta every Friday night. We have several NFL plays on this list. Um, actually... Let's start with Bills Chiefs over 54. Doug Kazarian, ESPN's uh, sports betting analyst, uh, likes the over in the Buffalo KC game. Randy McKay, professional gambler from North Dakota, is on Steelers plus nine. Oh, I know Randy. you're going to be pulling for that, Scott. How about Aaron Renning? He likes your over in that Giants game. He Ravens does. We, game. Just, we just talked about that game, and that's Aaron Renning's best bet. Ravens-Giants over 45. Mike North, Chicago sports radio personality, on Dolphins plus three. Uh, Monday night, James Salinas, a professional sports better from uh, Denver, is on Broncos Chargers under 45 and a half. And then uh, a couple more side plays there. Jeff Whitelaw and Chris Zanuck, uh, professional sports betters from Vegas. And uh, <laughs> wow, this uh, SC. <laughs> He's watching the oh. SC Utah game. <laughs> I got some interest on a Utah money line bet, which. Uh, how about that kickoff return by USC? I just saw that. Anyway, Jeff Whitelaw on the Bills minus two and a half and Zanuck on the Jaguars plus two and a half. So, My man Chuck Edel still in first? Chuck Edel is uh, 17 and eight and the leader going into uh, week six. So Get him, Chuck. I'm not sure how that East Carolina play turned out tonight. East Carolina, yeah, a five and a half final. point favorite. It was tied 20-20 uh, the last I saw. Uh, Scott, let's get to um, my contest plays and I think – even though you and I are tied in the Westgate Super Contest at 19-6, and six, you're going to be okay if uh, I have a pretty good week because you and I have a couple of similar plays, I believe. We do. Uh, the Packers are on your card, right? Packers, Broncos. See, man, you, you, you hide behind this, you know, Russell Wilson is a bad hot. Then, he, then you go out and put them on your card. Man, <laughs> I'm telling you. The Broncos are actually plus five in the Westgate Super Contest. Right. Four and a half in the Circuit Contest. Uh, so my plays here, Bengals minus one and a half, Packers minus seven, Dolphins plus three and a half, Cardinals minus two and a half, and Broncos plus four and a half. And I got to tell you, I shuffled the deck on these plays several times this week. The Steelers at one point, I thought for sure we we're going yeah. to be in my final five. Uh, we didn't talk much about the uh, Bengals-Saints game tonight. And uh, Scott Kellen was on, and the Bengals were one of his best bets. Scott, did you come close to playing uh, a side in that game? Real close. We almost had three. Of the, in fact, I'm looking at your card. I think the only team of the five that you have in your card, Cincy, Green Bay, Miami, Arizona, and Denver, that didn't come real close to making my contest card was Miami, mm -hmm. but yet I like that side. So we almost had four out of the same five plays. Uh, Cincy is a bet for me. I didn't put him in the contest. And again, I think it's uh, just a wake-up call for that New Orleans offense that was able to run wild. Uh, with a non-passing quarterback, athlete, whatever you want to call him, and Taysom mm -hmm. Hill against a real bad run defense last week that all of a sudden is going to face a pretty good run defense uh, this week. So I do like the Bengals there. I think they get the job done. And, and in fact, there's not a single play on your card that I'm against. And, you know, so I got to hope we both go 5-0 and, 
And uh, I don't want to lose any ground to you here. I don't want to hear any bragging next week about how you punked me or something. Boy, I would need those Steelers to come through. But I do like I do like Cincy there, Matt, and I, I can see why you like them. It's too better. It's uh, way too early to be standings watching, you know, or bragging yeah, about results. Yeah, I don't get into that like stuff, this. man. Yeah. Right. We're in week six, and we got 18 weeks total. So, uh, got a long way to go. I, I, you never my get partner too likes to send me that stuff. Oh, we're in second oh, here, or wow. we're in fifth. And I'm like, man, we're five weeks into the season, yeah. brother. I'm like, let's just wait. Give me another five. I just want to know what we're doing. I don't care what everybody else is doing. And uh, and hopefully, you know, you're hitting 65% or so because that's what you need to do to be in the in the running at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be above 70% to win it. But uh, to standings watch, I don't even pay attention. It's like I don't get too excited, you know. We do have the six-week thing at the uh, Super Contest, though, which is something that uh, we'll be well, aiming for. That's something to think about. I mean, if you put together a couple 5-0s and O's or 4-1s and ones and you start to think about the, the mini contest. Right, exactly. Uh, but... You know, I don't. I don't think about things like that or look at standings until you get to at least week ten. It might, yep. Then the thoughts might enter your head a little bit. As far as this Bengals Saints game, uh, I believe in Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati offense. I think it's about to get back on track. And in this game, the Saints defense is one reason to believe that the Saints are allowing twenty five point six points per game, and they just allowed three hundred ninety six total yards to the Geno Smith led <laughs> Seahawks offense. I, I was wrong on New Orleans. I got to admit it. You know, before the season well, began, the I thought this, one, yeah, yeah, I thought this team was going to be better than they are, and they they haven't come through on either side of the football. Jameis, when he was healthy, you know, he, he started throwing picks again. I forget what game that was. It was a week two? All of a sudden, he throws you know three or four picks, and yes. you know he's going up against Tampa Bay, and one of the defenders for Tampa Bay says, "Don't worry about it. We're going to come back and win this game." When he starts throwing picks, and he did. And that you know, was uh, that was the game when the Saints were favored at Carolina. Oh, that was Carolina, was it? Yeah. yeah, they both. He had a defensive back he played with before, I think, mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was a situation where he has not lived up to the hype, and neither has his team around him. So uh, go Utah, by the way, as we're wrapping the show Utah up. Utah almost had a pick six to wrap up that game. That's a wild. <laughs> Utah bat- better is going crazy there. Wild almost. game in Salt Lake City tonight. Uh, Cardinals Seahawks again, um, playing the Cardinals minus two and a half. I think this has got to be a game where Kyler Murray runs wild. And I look at the Seattle defense allowing 430 yards and 30.8 points per game. This is the type of matchup that sets up well for Murray to improvise and make big plays. And also the Seahawks had a setback when Rashad Penny, their leading rusher, was lost lost for the season with an ankle injury. And uh, I do think that's going to be a big setback for the Seattle offense, too. When we said you don't want to get too caught up in what a team did the previous week that was a little bit out of their norm, mm-hmm. we're not getting caught up in Taysom Hill running for 100-plus yards and Kyler Murray potentially doing the same against Seattle. It's something they've done all year. They give up six and a half yards per play. Right. Uh, so I think you let Kyler Murray do his thing if you're the coaching staff, if you're uh, Kingsbury, the coaching staff for the Arizona Cardinals, and I think they come away with a comfortable victory. All right, Monday night, let's wrap it up with this. Scott Spreitzer, the president of the Russell Wilson <laughs> Fan Club. And uh, you're going to be smiling if uh, the Broncos come through and at least cash a ticket for us on uh, Monday night. The Chargers, I always feel like are a, a fade in the home favorite role. The last time they were home favorites, they flopped in a 38-10 to loss to the Jaguars. Right now, Justin Herbert's playing at a high level. Russell Wilson is not. But if you look at this Chargers defense, Scott, there are some problems here. The Chargers rank 30th. And scoring defense, 27.2 points per game. And this is a defense we thought had the personnel to be elite uh, maybe yeah. a month ago. They made all the right additions in the offseason. You know, we've talked about that in past weeks before the season began. You know, they shored up the run defense. They brought in a couple of linebackers, inside linebacker. They looked like they were going to take that next step, and they have yet to do so. They have won a couple of games for me away from home, but that's the key. You hit it right on the 
the nail right on the head is that I don't want to lay points with the Chargers when they're on their home field where they don't have much of a home field advantage. And uh, I'm not going to be shocked if they lose this game outright. And again, if I'm getting less than six points, I usually have to think that my team has a chance to win the football game outright. I'm not going to be shocked if they lose this, if they find a way to do it. And one of the things when I cap this game, and I'm not making it, it's not to be funny here or anything like that, but this is one of those games where the coaching staff for the Denver Broncos is not going to be outgunned by the coaching staff from the team that's on the other sideline. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. So, again, I saw a few things out of Russell in the offense that nobody else did. <laughs> Rose-colored glasses, all that stuff. And I think he comes through and plays well and at the very least gets the cover in Monday Night Football. And mm-hmm. if he doesn't, I won't be a fan any longer. So there nobody, you go. Nobody else could see it. No. Scott's yeah. trained eyes. That's right. Picked out the positives of Russell Wilson's <laughs> playing that 12-9 loss to the Colts. Absolutely. Well, the Broncos uh, come in with a 31st-ranked scoring offense, 15.0 points uh, per game. And I I do think Russell Wilson's uh, headed for a a good game on Monday night and a much better game. And, hey, let's face it, the Broncos in those primetime losses uh, to the Seahawks and the Colts, those were by a combined four points. Right. They have been really competitive. All right. Have a winning weekend, NFL Week week, uh, 6. That wraps it up for the Sunday Bet Prep Show for Scott Spritzer. Matt Eumanns from the Circus Sportsbook. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Check out the new betting splits feature on VSIN.com before you place your next bet. Every day, we post the latest splits with the percentage of bets and money on teams and total for each game. Track which teams are seeing the most tickets written, and if the public action matches the money coming in on matches the money coming in on matches the money coming in on matches the money. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury: the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I 
love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.